I actually did receive a few messages from some unhappy um, red redheads. Non gingers. <laughs> well, they, they claim that. Closet redheads. Closet redheads. Yeah, got a few text, angry angry texts during the week, but doesn't change the fact that they got red in their hair. <laughs> It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you, it's the emblem of- Coming to you live from lockdown, it's the Nodcast. As always, we're here midweek to talk to you all things Mazenod Old Collegians Football Club, but unfortunately, tonight there's not a lot of footy to speak about. So, myself, Steve Mann, joined by Rob Mann and Sam Deegan, as always, boys, welcome um, we've got two of the big guests, two of the ones we've been lining up all year, um, building just long dossiers of questions we wanted to ask these guys. And firstly, the man who's been growing his hair for peculiar reasons that we'll, we'll look forward to understanding more about, um, loves his work off the halfback flank, Simon Hall. Welcome, Hawley. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys and girls. Good to be here. Great to have Welcome, you. Welcome, Hawley. Thank you. And, uh, and, and the other, the, the rival media mogul of the club, Cass Stevenson. Welcome, Cass. Thank you for having me. I've been sitting anxiously waiting by my phone, waiting for the call-up. So finally got it from Sam yesterday and I tried to, you know, be a bit low-key with my excitement, but pretty rapt to be on. <laughs> yes, no, Sam, we locked her in three weeks ago. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, so I, I walked in yesterday, and then she was trying to get trying to get a few of the um, bit of info about what we're going to talk about out of me, and I just said, "Nah, I'm not not giving it to you. It's all it's all going to be a surprise." I so heard Steve was a bit out. worried about a hostile takeover. That's why he thought he'd um, appease Cass and make sure she got her on board. A bit worried about competition. No, I'm keeping it separate. I'm doing the blogging. You guys have got the podcast, so we're all good. That's how it starts, but a blog quickly turns into a media empire, just us, Rupert Murdoch. So we thought if we can't beat them, join them. So we just get you on and amalgamate you into our our beautiful production that we have. So it's a pleasure having you. What 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 did prompt you to, I, I realise we're a bit of a B-grade operation, but what prompted you to enter the media arena at the club? Uh, honestly, um, we both, you know, both the girls' teams had come off a pretty tough loss against Aquinas. So, you know, our spirits were a bit down and um, I thought it would be a, a good idea to, I suppose, rev us up a bit for the next game and, and get our spirits up. Um, yeah, everyone was a bit a bit down after that loss and um, just, yeah, wanted to pump everyone up. So that was that was a start. Um and then I, my head grew a bit after that and <laughs> ran away with it. But I've, I've actually hit a bit of a creative slump um, after my Claudia special. So I've got to find my mojo again. I've lost it. Because you're talking about the, the Steve-O special, aren't you? I don't think we've mentioned that yet. But the Steve-O special is something that you started doing weekly in the girls' group just to, to like you said, give everyone a rev up and mention a few players and who's been doing some weird things on the track. Yeah, talk um, us through yeah. it. What, what is it exactly? Uh, so I, I had, a, I suppose, three different different specials. So the first one was a bit of a pump up. 
um, just to get, get everyone going for the for the game. And um, the following week, I did a bit of a review. That was that was after um, Jakey came on the podcast, and I, I'm just I'm just teasing, but had a bit of a flop on his his review <laughs> of the girls' games. <laughs> <laughs> So I wow. thought I'd, I'd give us a, a proper review. And um, the third one I did was obviously Claudia's 50th game. I thought, you know, um, give her a bit of a pep up before the before the week. I went to an inside source and got all the Stevo specials to date sent to me. And I've read through and there's one name that features in every Stevo special. Rob or, Rob or Steve, do you want to have a guess of which name features heavily every week? From the girls. Is it a team. player? Is it a girls player? It's a player. It's a player. Have Cla- Claudia, maybe? I'm gonna get I'm gonna um stop. It's Cass Stevenson. It's a little bit of me time. Yeah, a little bit of me time, which is fair, fair enough. If you if did you I did I it. actually actually it's kind of funny because uh I'm getting a bit of um slack from Paul Deegan. Every time he comes near me, I'm talking about myself. So yeah, a, I didn't realise I mentioned myself in every, in every, even everyone. Talk me through how you detected that, Sam. Did you use a bit of an algorithm to crunch the numbers on that or a bit of controlled search or what was it? Uh, well, you, like we were talking about, I went, um, so I was supposed to message Cass last week but forgot, mess, messaged her last night and then just I went to an inside source that's in the girls group and said, can you send me the, the Steve-O <laughs> specials? And just reading through it, there was just Steve in, in brackets every time myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> featured in every in every special. Well, well if anyone has been to a Thursday night recently, it's a the club's a big fan of someone that reads themselves out as me. So <laughs> it usually gets a big applause. So I think you understand. You've got your finger on the pulse, clearly, Cass, of what's going, what the people want at Mazenod. And I reckon you're listening to a good source too. When Paul Deegan tells you that you're talking about yourself a bit much, he's got a good radar because his son is the one who spends every podcast talking about the game plan. <laughs> around him. So I reckon it's yeah, maybe, maybe that's some feedback to take on board. Um, I, I've got a I've got a question for you, and this one's this one's coming anonymously. As soon as we mentioned a few weeks ago that we were going to get you on the podcast, the the phone lines have lit up, and we've just had tip offs coming in the front center. So I've basically got a the binder in front of me of things. I heard that you recently declared you had to retire because you, I won't mention the age, I'll leave that up to you, but you hit a certain age that beyond which you can't play football anymore. Uh, yeah, look, I, I did mention mention that um, it was going to be my last year and I've, I've dubbed it the retirement tour. So, <laughs> no, do you know what? media career after football like every second AFL player well yeah I I might have to become a regular next year on the podcast maybe but so why how what's hard time to break into yeah and and, and how is there an age and I I ask this because I'm older than this age so I've got a vested interest in knowing no I do not I I honestly have probably the last even last year struggled a bit with my body and getting up um, each week um, for the game. So I thought, you know, I'd, I'd go out on a high while I was still playing good footy and, um, I don't know, maybe try my hand at coaching next year. We'll see. Ooh. Maybe there'll maybe there'll be a spot that opens up for me or or I'll 
self-promote myself to a to a coaching position well, i was just going to say i think that rob and i've struggled with our bodies every week for the last seven or eight years so <laughs> yeah i've been brought on here to retire or something what <laughs> yeah, I think we'd be long gone, Holly, if we were having the same mindset. But Cass, I'm interested. Do you think there's a um, the fact that girls' footy is obviously only you know um, predominantly the last five years or so? Do you think coming to the sport a little bit later means that your body's not quite conditioned um, for it, or do you think it's just an age thing? Um, no, I mean definitely. I I would have started. I was 27 the first first year Mazanod started so you know I was pretty old when we started although it's not really an excuse considering we've we've had um Hannah Woods and um Ash um, Fitzsimmons start this year in in their 30s so but no I mean I've been playing sport my whole life and I suppose the years of getting battered and bruised have taken its toll and I'm I am really struggling so I, I thought it'd be a good time to to hang up the boots after this year. Uh, I think, I reckon there could be an outpouring of support after this podcast goes live for a uh, people to get around you to make sure you go for one more, um, especially if we've got a couple of weeks off. You must be closing in on 50 games as well. Well, I actually, um, I spent a year abroad um, in 2018, so I'm a bit bummed that those, because I played footy in London, I'm a bit bummed that those games don't count to my tally. I think I'd be... <laughs> I'd be on 40, 41 or two now, so I'd probably hit my fifty this year. So I would, I'd hopefully get there next year if all thing goes to plan. But we'll we'll see. I'm probably going to be easily convinced to go around again. Let's be honest. I'm about to convince you. So, <laughs> um, you two weeks ago, you like we were just obviously talking that you want to hang up the boots, but. I was standing uh, on the sideline watching your game two weeks ago and you're standing on the, on the bench about to run on and you turned around and said, Sam, how good are my new boots? Um, <laughs> brand new blue ones. She's kicked a few goals of them. So well, I don't understand why you'd be hanging those up. And if you were thinking about a farewell tour, why you'd go out and spend a huge amount of money on some bright blue boots. What, what well, brand are we talking here? Yeah, uh, Paul, Paul just, is twitching let me, let at the moment. His eyes twitching, going, "Better be pure." No, look, I've got, I've got the Nikes, um, oh. but let me tell you, I, I fit into kids' sizes, so I paid 50, 50 big ones for those shoes. Oh. What's the oh, Puma kids range? Price, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Retirement years are good. There's plenty of media. If you went through Hawley, you would have got them for about $4.50. Um, you could buy a new pair every week. No, look, I, I did have to buy new shoes and I was hoping that wasn't going to be the case. And there were there were definitely a few tears um, that went along with it. I'd gotten my first pair of footy boots just before we started our first year. And I, the plan was to get through my whole footy career in the same boots. But I got they ripped this year at training, so... They gave up on me, just like my body is. <laughs> <laughs> just backing back over the your time abroad and, and the games not counting from London, just wanted to throw that open to everyone. Do, do we feel games in other, not just other teams, but other hemispheres should even, is, is that even in the realms of possibility they should be counted? Uh, do you count your <laughs> junior games? <laughs> do you, 
Are you talking to me? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you, do you count your junior games towards your, your total? Just no. wondering whether, whether Cass is going to be any chance of getting this over the line at any but no, you can't. You can't count your junior games. Otherwise, we'll. What? How, well, you've played two hundred and fifty. So. Yeah, two hundred fifty-eight. I'd be on. Be on about five hundred games. Yeah. I think the thing is, we measure club games, so we don't measure, you know, individual cool. sides, or we don't measure any practice games or anything like that. So, Mazenod games, it's pretty easy metric to, to stick by. I think, unless Mazenod's got a. Um, I don't know, a satellite team out in um, East London. Um, I don't know if we can count them, unfortunately. But to go back just over um, some of the the accolades on of your wonderful career and um, achievements, I just wanted to ask you where one of them in particular stacks up. So um, for our listeners out there, they might remember that um, the last session before Christmas every year, um, the coach at the time, Ben Fibbs, would run a um, handicap race, the Not a Gift. Um, and I remember oh, that you were actually the, the winner um, one year. Um, but under more than dubious circumstances from my memory that um, Paul Deegan gave you a very short uh, marker to, to run from. Can you tell There's us an asterisk that? On the asterisk on the winner's board. Absolutely. Well, the only reason there's an asterisk is because Dills Chills reminds everyone that he was um, he was stolen from having a back-to-back championship after being Luke Greco the year before, a, you know, an Olympic standard runner. So, well, yeah, uh, hang on. But Dills was off 200 metres in a 208-metre race as well. So that's not... No. Not well, I'm, history. Hear, I was there. I'm interested to hear Cass's um, recollection of this. Look, I, I honestly try try not to mention this at all. I know there's some there's some bad blood there, and I've, I've hidden I've hidden the trophy, you know, um, behind behind some books, so it's not on display. <laughs> but look, I I reckon I surprised Deegs a bit as how at how quickly I moved. He thought I was going to lose anyway with my handicap, so. <laughs> you um, won you won by about a minute in a in a hundred meter race. It was it was absurd. Lapping. I know I, I didn't I didn't get to I, I you know I probably could have still won with my with my normal handicap so I'm a bit I'm a bit rusty on Deegs as well he he's he's stolen it from me as well <laughs> yeah I, I I was disappointed in Deegs I thought Paul underestimated your speed that day what he doesn't know is I was under 12s champion in in the 100 meter sprint at my school. <laughs> <laughs> I just Tuesday didn't grow research. after that. So when everyone else started getting growing their legs, mine stayed the same. Unfortunate. Well, it's a it's great to have at least one not a gift champion on the Nodcast this year because I'm not too sure we're going to be able to get a deal done with deals given the agent rights that he's been throwing around at us. Um, Hawley, just diverting attention across to yourself. Oh, talking um, about junior sportsman champions. Wow. Where'd you get that from? Well, my understanding is you were one of the you were one of those few um, dual sport champions until a mishap where a cricket bat was lodged in your quad. Um, you were <laughs> yes. on track to to play BBL cricket, AFL footy, and then you cricket bat got lodged in your quadricep. Can you talk us through that one? That's a good one. Um, yes, that is true. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a little bit higher than the quad. It was. Uh, yeah, a bit further north, but yeah, playing, <laughs> playing, 
uh, in a school cricket match. It was a quarterfinal, a state quarterfinal. I'll throw that in. I was 50-odd not out at the time. Batting. <laughs> Turned turn back for a quick two or three or whatever it was and was well short of my ground. So I decided to dive with cricket bat. Um, and it was on one of those synthetic wickets that sort of fanned out a little bit where the stumps were. And, um, yeah, I sort of made a mess of it. The bat sort of wedged in the ground and I dove over it and it pierced my uh, leg up high near my hip. So it ended up crushing my femoral artery, uh, which is relatively important. So I think it's the second sort of major artery outside of the one that pumps to your, to your heart. And then, um, yeah, so I crush the artery. If you lacerate it, you're, you're dead pretty quickly. So... Um, I'll Did you go on to make the 100? No, nah, run out. Short, short. <laughs> uh, Tried to get back up and keep batting, but it wasn't allowed. There was um, a bit of clean-up required. Is this, back in the days, is this back in the days when you had a huge sort of curly afro? And if so, how'd you get a helmet over the top of it? <laughs> um, batting. Well, I, maybe I had to go up a fair few sizes, so maybe as I was running it sort of tilted and... Affected my vision somehow and forced me to dive on an awkward angle. But yeah, it was a pretty ugly one. It forced me out for a while. Obviously, sounds like a tragic injury, Hawley, but I really do like it as a bit of an excuse when you get run out. I might try that next cricket season. The old, oh, sorry, boys, just crushed my femoral artery. <laughs> it was my fault. Like it's a stiff extreme, LBW. It's a good one. Extreme, oh, but what is old, it? That old chestnut, here he goes again, six times this season. Just hit boundaries, uh, Holly. It's much easier. Yeah, I should, I, I should have gone back to that. Not strong enough. No. So that, that ended the, the cricket career, did it? But you've managed to carve out a footy career? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I kept playing cricket for sort of had about a year off and then sort of went back through it through school, but uh, played locally for a little bit. But then, yeah, footy, footy came about. But, yeah, I still certainly have a few... My toes have come up in uh, conversation on this podcast. So there is a connection between that femoral artery and, and my toes. So there is, uh, there is something that connects all of that. So On that, I, I haven't mentioned this on, on the podcast, but um, just after that episode dropped where we, we did a deep dive into um, Hawley's toes, I was um, accosting. podcast, by the way, one of the, one of the best listeners. I was going to say. For some weird reason. Uh, it was, it was. But I was accosted by Jane Hall, actually, um, after a game one day where she was very defensive of her son's toes um, and went into a very long story about um, a series of injuries that he had, including the, the, the run out. But also, was it, a, was it a blood clot injury where you were, I don't know, it was something about being close to death. I couldn't exactly make it out. I was, um, was only half listening, but... As you can tell, my mother's pretty dramatic. Um, I, re- I do remember that was the other night uh, um, after the Hampton game. I turned around and mum was bailing you up in the corner. I thought, I'm going to steer right away from that. But um, avid listener of the podcast too, so um, she'll be pretty pumped with this. But, um, yeah, so I, that was a ruptured spleen. So that was playing footy. Um, I was playing at Collegians. I was 21. Um, I was going to say running back with the flight, but no one would believe me. But, yeah, it was just in a marking contest and got kneed, like, in the ribs. Uh, and then after the game, I was still sore. Like, three or four days later, I went to Knox Private and they rushed me into surgery to say, oh, we're about to take your spleen out. 
um, which didn't end up happening, but I ended up in intensive care for a couple of days and it sort of healed itself. So, yeah, it was a bit of a strange run too. I love that in your family, these injuries aren't even putting you in the, the top couple of uh, bravest things on the football field or the cricket field. I could see your old man, Peter Hall, just saying, oh, that, that was a Tuesday night and won a flag on the Saturday with those sorts of injuries. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. Just a flesh wound. Yeah, he, um, no, very sympathetic, my father, about from that, uh, <laughs> the, the, the staunch uh, face that he probably runs with all the time and talks about his premierships, one for every day of the week, I think he, yeah. I think he says. <laughs> but uh, no, Godford, I do have a bit of sympathy there. I should say, um, Jane Hall's a, a lovely woman, and <laughs> I very much appreciate her conversation. But um, yeah, she was. <laughs> it didn't trouble me that night when I felt a little bit on the back foot. She'll find you. She'll find you at the next function. She'll she'll come after you. <laughs> I feel like we've dialed into an episode of House or something, given the <laughs> medical content yeah, that we're hearing it's tonight. Very, it's very graphic. I'm trying not to do, be too graphic, but um, probably not succeeding. Have you – I must – I haven't played, I don't think, any footy with you, Holly, but I have seen you spending a lot of time with the injury group, the rehab groups at training. Um, so I guess my impression of you over the years we've been at the club together is that you're, a, you're an often injured man. Is that is that a fair assumption? <laughs> And, and is yeah, that, a, is it genetics or is it, is it a bad luck or what do you attribute that to? They sound like impact injuries. You can't really control that. Well, I just find a new group to tell my war stories to, just to <laughs> get fresh sympathy. No, I, I have uh, had a lot of injuries in my time. I just, just know how to manage it now these days, I think. Did you have any injuries? I want to I wanna know because I've heard a rumour you did a pre-season with Box Hill. BFL, um, but then it obviously didn't work out. You got cut. So did you get cut for an injury or did you leave? Or what, what happened? I, I don't know if you Thanks got for cut bringing that up. I just got through that. Um, I got cut twice, actually. Oh. I, did two, I did two pre-seasons. I got yeah, cut twice. No, that was just pure ability, lack thereof. I like that Deegs has been scaring the uh, like the the extra long preseason lists of two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. <laughs> Just to see, you know, yeah, he appeared on that. Oh, he wasn't there after Christmas. I wonder what happened. <laughs> they were very I, long lists early on. I I reckon as the only legitimate journalist on this podcast, Cass would be spinning in her grave at the moment hearing Deegs as the way he's question of. So tell us about how you got cut. <laughs> Talk us through your departure. What happened? What, like, what did you get cut? Like yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. That's what they want to hear. Straight to the point. No, no uh, point. Just beat around the bush for a while. We've got to keep this in an hour, don't we? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're bringing up when I've been cut. You're bringing up uh, traumatic experiences of injuries. The light will be on. I'll be rocking back and forth. Can we get to? Can we get to a couple of highlights of Hawley's career? Surely, there's there's been a few as well. I'd like to mention one, Mazenod history, first father-son combination to both win senior premierships. That's a, that's a fair um, milestone to have, or fair um, accolade, I should say, to have on the resume. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's great. What was that, 2016? And then, yeah, this just gives Dad another chance to talk about his flag. So I think <laughs> all he, he just keeps saying, oh, six more to get then. So what, uh, what, no, but, what grades did your dad win them in? Uh, I think they started in about, uh, well, they were about 
K or something like that. Really? They were a, a long way back when they were uh, joined the Ammos and they worked their way up. Um, he won, he won a C1, they'll, they'll, did he? I actually don't. I actually don't know. I actually don't know. But they, yeah, they uh, were in the eastern suburban churches, which they say was a tough league, but it doesn't exist anymore. So I don't know about that. <laughs> Wasn't uh, tough on the balance sheet. No, nah, correct. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, they moved to the Amos. I'm not actually sure when, but maybe late eighties or something. But yeah, I mean, look, seven seven. Yeah, it's pretty good. Very true. So speaking of your dad and you um, and major achievements, there's been massive rumours going around that the two of you are doing a <laughs> duet performance at the upcoming M Factor, which um, which is obviously getting a huge amount of discussion around the club. Can you mm. confirm that on the Nodcast well, for us tonight? Well, the first thing is dad rang me during the week and then the first thing he said without even saying hi was, I'm not a redhead. He was <laughs> filthy, that, filthy that he got called out last week. He was like, that's all he wanted to talk about. And then sort I of thought that, was, phone up that was Sam Deegan coming from the inside word of being a redhead. <laughs> Everything seems to be me. Um, any, anything bad that happens, it's, it's because I actually, did, I actually did receive a few messages from some unhappy um, red, redheads. Non-gingers. Non, well, they, they claim that. Closet redheads. Closet redheads. Yeah, got a few text, angry, angry text during the week, but doesn't change the fact that they got red in their hair. <laughs> uh, but we'll, move, we'll move on. So, yeah, <laughs> so, Holly, so what, 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 once he got past the the hair colour debate, did you? Yes. Chat yes. to the act. Well, look, the there there is an act that I'm involved in. Um, it's going to stay pretty secret, but there is four people involved, me being one of the four, um, and oh, wow. it will be a something that you don't want to miss. So oh, um, it. it'll be really good. There will be costumes. <laughs> hair is is required for this. So <laughs> and 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 a fair bit of length potentially. Dude, this really excites oh, me. Pooch, I reckon Pooch is in this. Oh. Oh, he should do a bit of Patrick Hernandez, actually. That would be all right. Um, if you don't know who that is, please look him up. It is a dead ringer. Uh, hold yeah, on it's going to be good. This really excites me, um, just hearing that Hawley's preparing something because I was, I was the social president or involved in social for a few years there and Hawley didn't uh, come to one event that I, <laughs> that I organised. And now all of a sudden he's organising an act for the upcoming uh, M Factor sort of non-talent night uh, that we're throwing, holding. So this is really exciting. I'm, I'm keen to see him there. No, I'll, see I'll, what he comes up with. Be definitely well, be there. I reckon I don't want to – this is probably one for the whispers, but I'm going to go early with it. Um, I reckon you might have a bit of competition because I've been hearing some very strong whispers – that there's going to be an all Wellsford act, all of them on wow. stage together. Um, and I've heard this from multiple sources, one of them with the last name Wellsford. So I'd say there's very, very Liam, high. Liam, Liam told you, I reckon. <laughs> 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 Anything he's ever said to you, but he said something. <laughs> Wouldn't do 10 it. minute stand up routine. <laughs> uh, yeah, can't, can't, can't share any details because I don't have them, but very much um, on the money from what I hear. While we're talking about this, we should. Um... We should, we should talk about the upcoming function a little bit because it's four weeks away. Um, we had a meeting 
there was a few of us in a meeting last night to to see how it was gonna gonna go and get a bit of pump up around it. And because the Nodcast is going absolutely crazy around the club right now, everyone's gonna hear this. Um, start getting your acts together because it's gonna be a fun night, and it's always more fun to get involved. So, you know, you've got four weeks. There's a bit of a lock. Hopefully, actually, hopefully the lockdown ends and and we can uh, we can actually do it. But you've got a bit of time now to organise something. So get involved. The thing that I took away from last night's meeting was that regardless of lockdown or um, if we have to push things away around, this night will happen this year because too much work's gone into it behind the scenes for people putting their performances together without getting on stage. So it's going to happen. So it's just about being ready when the time comes. And I, I've, I know that Hawley's got that look in his eye um, and he's got that length on the Buffon ready he's ready to go and i know the wellsfords would be ready too their 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 experienced campaign is the lot of them um i also together though their their loose campaigners that's what really interests me about a potential wellsford act is each of them individually has done some big things on the stage but imagine brady bunch style trying to coordinate all of them together in some sort of cohesive act oh no rosie rosie be able to do that for sure she (laughs) should be able to marshal the troops she can whip them into line you hear of, a footy game. Sound of music style, you reckon? She'll have them coming down the stairs one by one. <laughs> they, they've got many acts to go to as well because a tradition in their family is any time there was a 21st with any of the cousins, the Welsuds would would do an entrance all together. <laughs> so they've got, um, they've got a few ideas in the yeah in form. So they've got some ideas in the bank to, to go to. Deeds, am I heard- hearing correctly that you might be involved in an act as well? I'm not. I'm not sure yet, uh, Rob. I've, obviously, I've been I've been involved in organising all the functions over the last few years. So, I'm really, just, you've never I'm mentioned that. Well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just deciding whether I want to, um, you know, just sit back and enjoy this one and without having to get too involved, or whether I I'll probably end up getting involved. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I've got a few ideas, and I've I've heard so I've given a couple of ideas out already to some of the younger folk at the club um and i've heard i've heard one rumor so we, we spoke about it a few a few podcasts back jared raffa singing his own song at beer pong night i've heard oh, a yes. rumor that he might actually um i don't want to give away his whole act but i've, I've got it i've heard a rumor that he might be getting up on stage and maybe doing something to do with these uh with his <laughs> That'd I really heard the same, and I heard that he's added a couple of stanzas to the the jingle. There's a, there's a couple of verses they've put together. Yeah, he might be adding a yeah, he might be making a full song out of it, which would be which would be good. Matty Fewings has promised me he's he's going to do an act, um, and anything Matt Fewings is involved in is bound to be hilarious at at worst. Uh, whether it's any good, we don't know, but it'll be it'll be great viewing, that's for sure. I heard that Ryan Lavery, um, so they used to do the bush dances back in Albury. Uh, Real barn dance. Yeah, so I heard he's going to channel a bit of that energy um, into Russell Coit. <laughs> a bit of Cotton Eye Joe. That what about, good. Cass, what about the, with the women? Any any performers, natural performers in that group? Look, um, from what I heard, there, there might be, there was a bit of, you know, whispers going on, um, maybe a bit of, a freak show going on there's some girls with some weird talents that they've got and i've seen a few of them and i definitely think they're worthy they're worthier for performance so we'll see if we can convince them to get up but now there there are definitely some ideas floating around and 
um, I'm sure there'll be at least a couple of girls teams getting up and and um, strutting their stuff on the stage. Yeah, and then I reckon we'll, we'll have to get some um, mixed teams as well. There'd have to be a bit of crossover between, a bit of cross-pollination. Between well, I've, the different I've, that's, that's a good uh, point you bring up. I've heard maybe the Jake Charmer, Nicola Piggott duo might be organised oh, yeah. or something. So that'd be good, good to see. A bit of ghosts Jake. or something maybe. <laughs> who knows who this anything jake tarman uh comes up with is very you wouldn't pick it you, you could have 100 guesses and it and you won't know what he's coming up with but you know he'll he'll come up with something good and it'll be i reckon it's going to be a really good night hopefully uh hopefully a lot of people get involved and and um you know get a get a bit out there have a crack i certainly Just, hope jake Charman won't be singing because um after his performance at yeah, uh, training the other night. I, I, I don't think it repeats oh, yeah. on the cards. <laughs> She's got me uh, a bit nervous now talking about it. I mean, four weeks away, like I've just talked a big game amongst the, the four people I'm involved in. I better step up and actually uh, <laughs> map it out a bit. So, yeah, pressure. I feel on, like if you're a time Spielberg about it. Uh, yeah, I reckon, Holly, you've got absolutely nothing to worry about. If if natural talent's all that counts, you'll um, 100% get up on stage and get injured. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sympathy <laughs> votes, I'll take them. <laughs> we've had, some, we've had some on stage over the years. That might, be, yeah. have, that might have to be a spin-off pod, but um, there's definitely been a few people <laughs> that have got injured um, under the bright lights of M-Factor. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's move on. We've... Um, with no games to review, we put our heads together and we've we've come up with a couple of new segments. And um, the the first one is one that Deegs just insisted. Just, you know, just just give me twenty minutes. Don't say a word. I'll have them in stitches. So Deegs, over to you. No, I don't think I went that way. I was I was more asking whether this would be a good good segment or not. But yeah, a bit of a time filler. We don't obviously have much to, uh, to talk about this week game wise. So I've put my my own head to together i guess <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, hold off on. to a great start yeah i'm off to a great start but this is my uh this is deegs's best 22 at masnod so far this year um, team of the year the Ooh. team of the year so far and I'll, I'll revisit it late like at the end of the season um and come up with my best 22 you know at the end of the season but currently uh this is my so best across 22. all teams or across the club it could Whoa. be anyone Ooh. For any reason, so and I'll, and I'll give reasons. So well, let's start. Let's start from the back line. So um, from back pocket, I got Aaron Bunter. So likes the double coffee, uh, the Seven <laughs> yeah. Eleven straight into McDonald's coffee, and then <laughs> once called out about it, went and bought a, a seven dollar, you know, properly made. I don't know. I don't drink coffee, but Barista, Barista, Jeansy, Barista sort of, yeah. made. Yeah, nice one. I made sure I I knew about it. All right, full back, we've got Simon Hall on the podcast tonight. And oh. the reason surely, is... Uh, surely he'd be asking for a swap out of there very quickly to get to a halfback well, fight. Just, you'll find out soon, but in our back line, not very tall. So Hall is going to start full back. And the reason is, uh, as we've brought up tonight and in previous podcasts, he's got 10 black toes. So he's, uh, he's starting full back. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Really harsh, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. I don't okay. know if I get it, but I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, nothing to add there. I'll uh, back pocket. The other back pocket is Luke Pipolo. So he's in the team because he he's the deputy vice captain of the twos, but he got to lead the, the twos out earlier this season. And um, I don't know if he's ever captained a team before because he, he was a bit unsure of what he was doing um, in terms <laughs> of leading the team out and the toss and, he went and did the toss, came back to the huddle and told us we were going the wrong way. Um, <laughs> so we're off to a great start there. So he's... He, he's made- he, did, he was at a trance concert when the when the, everyone else arrived at the game, wasn't he? I think it's more like a, you know, if your routine's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, okay. Right, right, so right. You go to, if you go to the trance concerts every Friday night, you just keep doing it. It <laughs> doesn't matter if you're the, the skipper that weekend or not. Um, I reckon. I reckon tossing the coin from deputy vice captain is a bit of a leadership Stephen Bradbury because you no, just well, come the from captain. the clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the captain that week. We had we had a few out. So Ben Riley obviously hadn't debuted as captain yet, and, and he was fresh from cleaning up um, on the the season launch night on the poker. Yeah, the tape, poker. So. So I was gonna I was gonna mention that too, but I thought I'd try and get through the team. <laughs> but yeah, he's he. Um, I don't, I don't actually think he cleaned up. I think he lost all his money. Oh um, right, poker tournament. Um, so halfback yeah, lane, responsibly. Yeah, we've got um, a recent retiree. We've got Damien McLeod off the halfback. Oh. So unfortunately, had to retire due to a few head injuries. I think from from what I'm hearing, a few is putting it lightly. I, I love <laughs> that you've um, you've you've named a guy who can't play for concussion reasons anymore on the field. So you're putting him back out there. In harm's way, he's my team of the year, and this team's yeah, going to play a game. Do, don't don't you worry about that. There's, deservedly I'll, so. I'll find a game for this team um, at some point. Uh, full back, we've got Chuka. So Steve Oldman, just for you know, um, all these on the mark but, antics that we were talking about a few years ago. Are you running with two full backs, or is he centre half back? I uh, centre half back. Well, yeah, sorry, centre half back. I'm, I'm, uh, I haven't coached in a few years, so I don't, I don't <laughs> think the team. But he's a centre half back. Holy, if you want to swap oh, with him, maybe you can. Yeah. Chuk will need a Sherpa so far from the goal <laughs> <laughs> And according to Peter Banfield, we've lost a few Sherpas early in the season. <laughs> yeah, we, well, you can make that swap out when you're out there. It's just, it's just the team at the moment. Um, and obviously, the teams are subject to change by the end of the season. But off the halfback flank, the other side, we got Laura Backhouse. So uh, this was this is for and Hawley, You were you were there with me, but she did a great thing. She organised a budding sausage sizzle uh, on a Sunday afternoon. You know, really trying to help the club. Unfortunately, that's not why she's made the team. The reason she's made the team is because she organised a budding sausage sizzle in a torrential rainstorm. Uh, <laughs> it was freezing. It was hailing. Um, you would think sausages would sell well in, in uh, those type of conditions. And they, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just one of the, one of the worst conditions for a bunning sausage sizzle ever. So I'm worried about a backman that sells snacks. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the best thing. I think your forwards want to be doing that. The thing with that sausage sizzle, we were under two, like, gazebos but everyone ordering the sausages were out getting soaking wet so <laughs> no one was going up we were like trying to call people over and no wonder were was, you getting uh, some of those treacherous like 
um, clumps of water where it's sort of all bunching up and you have to release it off the side? Was that one of those sort of tents? Oh, okay, that's dangerous. It was a bit more tighter than that. It didn't really, it didn't do that, but there, it was seeping through the middle of the two tents. <laughs> um, so if you're standing sort of in the wrong spot, you could have got pretty uh, drenched. Um, we'll move on. We've got a time, time schedule to stick to. So uh, across the midfield, I'm, I've got Jared Raffer on the wing. This is just like I like brought up before, singing his own song. Um, have you ever felt like this when Jared Rafa kicks it through the sticks? Uh, that's <laughs> Come on, sing it, sing song. it, Sam, sing it. No, I've sung it once. That's enough. He, he'll <laughs> sing it again one day. I'm, I'm certain about that. He's on the wing. Uh, I've got in the middle, this might be controversial, Cordy Maguire starting oh, in the centre. Nepotism. And this is because... Even though it was at my expense, she was on the podcast a few weeks ago and potted me the whole episode. <laughs> um, so I had I actually had people inquiring in just to check if I was all right after that barrage <laughs> of abuse that I copped that night. So yeah. she's starting in the middle, and then you saw a big spike in listenership after that episode as well. Interestingly, we did, and, and she also in that episode revealed that Cass's pregame post brought her to tears. So it was a Real emotional roller coaster that episode. <laughs> it was the best work I've done, I'll tell you that, Steve. <laughs> Big fan. And Cass is very happy to say that she's done a lot of great work too. So um, <laughs> when she says it, you know it's true. Um, this is my favorite inclusion of the team. Uh, on the week on the on the wing, we've got Jack Sullivan and Ooh. for he's the captain of the team. Yeah. Um, and this is because he wants to be, he started his own nickname, Skip, because he, <laughs> that he's the future captain of, of the Masnod seniors. So um, I'm making him the captain of my, my team, my mid-year best 22. Uh, thoughts on that one, guys? It's actually quite disconcerting at training because, you know, a few times guys have called Skip, Skip, I've turned around, they've <laughs> passed me straight to Sully and uh, – yeah, it's taken a little while to get you stupid. It's growing on me. I had honestly thought they were talking to you. <laughs> I, just just found that out. I just want to know if he's playing in his corduroy hat and then what fibsy you'd have to say about that if you knew. Well, a bit of a, um, bit of a oh, what's his name? The Irishman that played in a cap. Who was it? Jimmy Stein. Jimmy Stein. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a Melbourne supporter too, so that might be channeling that. Yeah, I haven't seen him play in a hat yet. But um, just while we're on that, I would be all for for the hat. I reckon you'd be as well, Hawley. If, if they start bringing that in, just some. Oh yeah, a bit of a legionnaire's flap cap. Oh. What do you think? What do you sort just of think? Heck, you'd be all over that. But I know you'd yeah. be over a slick sort of puma backwards cap, Hawley. I reckon you, you you couldn't look any crisper on the footy field except when you're training and you look. You got the cap taken to another level. Having it on backwards oh. would defeat the whole purpose. Mid game, uh, it's about looks. About yeah, it's look. about hair out of the eyes, the sweat, the long sleeves. We actually As learned a... that you, you got your long sleeves um, tailored from your <laughs> yes. tailor. So, hey, I thought you were reading at the side. Hang on, get back to the side. <laughs> just, just hang on before we move on here. And I feel like as the elder statesman of the Nodcast, I need to speak up here. I, I you know, clearly have the traditional values. Don't even believe in long sleeves. You know, definitely don't wear skins. None of these types of training. A hat is absolute. It, it's it's 
it's an insult to the sport of football. You should never be allowed at a training track with a hat, let alone a football field. You think you're a traditionalist? Go back to the, the early days of the football. They wore a little skull cap while they were running around in their lace-up jumpers. <laughs> do, do your research. Yeah, but once we moved off lace-up jumpers, we ditched the hats and we're never going back to them. What about Pecky was rolling with the surf cap with the strap underneath it a few pre-season <laughs> yeah, sessions yeah, yeah, and just yeah. ran with it? <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. That's a little nipper's hat, you know, the, all the little kids <laughs> that are swimming around on the beach Saturday mornings. Sam um, Michael hid one of the most glorious mullets Mazinot seen since the infamous Scullet um, underneath a beanie all Thursday and then rolled up to the game on Saturday and, and revealed it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he did. He did do that. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else for that. <laughs> we'll move on. Best uh, on too. In the, in the forward line. So uh, at half forward flank, it's the one and only Alex Poleski. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's been on one hamstring all year. But Speaking he's of captains. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a captain. The, there's, a, there's a guy that oozes leadership. And that's by example. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he self-appointed too. Um, <laughs> captain. I'm sure he'll try and take over this side at some point. Well, there's a couple uh, of blokes self-appointing captains out there, it sounds Yeah. I've got Jack Caspers at centre-half forward, and this is purely because this is more of a serious one. He's the leading goal kicker at the club by a fair margin. Um, 27 goals in how many games we played? Eight? Seven. Seven? So, no, they had a bye too. Oh, so six. So, yeah, he's averaging just over three a game. Um, so that's a pretty self-explanatory centre-half forward. Got someone to kick to. The other side... Um, and, and the directive will be to this guy to, to play real wide uh, on the boundary. So Chris Campbell. And, and the reason that he's playing real wide is so that his mate on the boundary who's, who's given him the racing updates and tips, and <laughs> he doesn't have to run over there. He can just start over there and, and he can place bets that way. Um, and whoever his mate is, I don't know who it is. He's got, he's got someone just... I, I reckon he's got. I reckon he's got some of Mac and uh, Max crew. You know, Max got a crew that rolls down with him and watches the games. I reckon they might be feeding him information. Potentially, I did hear a rumor that um, Chris Campbell. So we, we've obviously been allowed to use the new, the, like the scoreboard that's built in uh, at the at the ground. Uh, Richmond have let us use it uh, this year, so we've now got that that. What's the word I'm looking for here? Portable. The portable, the portable scoreboard. So I have heard Chris trying to get uh, a oh, the feed. He wants a feed. He wants Race a sky racing. Oh, yeah, no. sky racing feed on the on the side of the ground, so you can watch genius mid game, which is not a bad idea. Um, and I'm sure that was something that all the twos would get around as well. Uh, if it's just on, on the other side of the ground, it'd be nice. But I'll get idea. back to it. Across the forward pocket, so first forward pocket, we've got. Nick Pascuzzi, the pooch. Ooh. This is for having the the best Afro mullet at the club. I thought he was um, wearing a helmet. Pascuzzi. I didn't realize that was natural. <laughs> oh. No, it's it's a it's just stand. It's curly and it's wide and long. If that was right. a helmet, that right. would have to be like a cycling helmet. Like one of those velodrome setups where it's really yes, yeah. the, the real time trial one. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Tokyo Games are in a month or two. I just assumed he was getting you nearly. 
<laughs> I've got the the other the other forward pocket and is um so this is Adele Curley. So we've oh, heard yeah. a lot that she's uh she's playing she's putting a, a pretty good season together down the girls. She's taken hangers almost hangers every week. Hasn't stuck one yet. So I'll put her down there as just a the high marking uh forward pocket and if Cass, she doesn't She's stood on your shoulders yet. You're a forward pocket, is she? Oh, Rob, she'd fly well over my head. How high she gets? Yeah, it's never it's never great when you've got people around you that can jump a lot higher than you, and you're you're always worried you're going to get a knee in the back of the head. I know Holly and I talk about it regularly. (laughs) That could happen to us. (laughs) With our high jumps. Yeah, it's always a bit of a concern. Uh, And and so full forward. might be a bit biased here, but this is for his uh, scintillating form in the practice game. This is Paul Deegan. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> coming out of the goal square and just for, you know, he lit up the, the girls' practice game one one week when he was umpiring, giving himself free kicks in front of goal. So How many snags? I think he snagged two um, from a few kicks. So that's, good that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and this is from umpiring playing out of the middle. So <laughs> if he, if imagine what he would do if he was umpiring at full forward. Um, or goal umpiring. Imagine or what he playing. Could. Imagine if he was actually a player, how well he'd go. That's what I'm saying. He'd play an umpire from full forward. He'd be kicking <laughs> he'd kick 10, 12, easily. That's what uh, Jimmy McVeigh's leading the BNF in the twos at the <laughs> he, uh, Poor Jimmy McVeigh copped a, bit, a little bit of abuse that day that he umpired, so and and oh, Lockie McKenna, no. so they've they've lost a few relationships. After. Any anyone in particular that we need to sort of have a word to to simmer it a little bit? Oh no, nah, I just remember. Oh no, nah, I'll keep oh. that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Isn't I don't want to lose relationships. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, not me. it's not me. It's not me. Uh, I was just trying to get a kick. Um, couldn't get near it, let alone near the umpire. Um, so going to the ruck. So in the ruck is Gus Paddy. Uh, oh yeah. Is, yeah. He, is he for, is he in his playing kit or his trumpeting outfit? He's in his trumpeting outfit, and that's it's for it's for bringing the trumpet down to the mob. Ooh, so okay. that's why he makes the well team deserved. so far. Uh, I've got. So Danny. you're a bit more of a fan for the improv sort of stuff than the more buttoned up um, classical stuff that he dished up on with the last post digs. I, well, I, I unfortunately missed the last post being in the club room, so um, I didn't get to see that. But the mob seems a lot more funnier and than <laughs> the last post, and so I feel like he should make the team yeah. based on that. Um, I've never seen a mob with a trumpet, so, <laughs> as far as I and know. And it could be the start of something beautiful too. He's, he's, yeah. out, he's out for 12 months, so this could be this could something built. Yeah. He just needs his brother Zave to carry the trumpet around for him while he's hobbling <laughs> along on the. <laughs> on the he's, got to, uh, he's, he's got to play the Jared Raffer song next time he kicks one. Oh yes, yes, that's a that's really brilliant good idea. I'll get I'll organise a microphone, uh, <laughs> that or, or a, yeah something something to project the voice uh, out across the ground. So starting ruck robot, we've got she she plays ruck in the girls team, but. She's rucker over here. Uh, Danny Dodos. Um, this is purely, we just need enforcer in the middle. And she's starting fights every single week. 
in the girls' team. Trust is nodding. Yeah. I think that I think most of the girls are great. What do, what do you reckon, Cass? Oh, she's definitely she's she's a bit of a rough one. She she's not afraid to to you know um, throw some or throw a weight around a bit. Yeah. She's definitely <laughs> definitely a bit feisty. Um, but it's good to see, and um, I think it gets the girls up and about. So um, nothing nothing too vicious. She's just she doesn't cop it, well, so want, she'll I give it vicious. back. I want vicious in this team, though. Bit of a Benny Haller from the 19s sort of setup. it sounds like. Yeah, I could have got him in as well. Um, But he's only done it one week, whereas I'm hearing Danny is doing it uh, regularly, week after week. The last, my last, uh, my last fuck rover is is Ryan Lavery, also known as Squidward. Um, There's a new name. He's by, he's, he's he's only going to play the first three quarters. He's going to get subbed out three quarter time. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's a planned move so that he can get into the shower uh, quickly because <laughs> what, what we've known is that what we've learned is that he likes a shower. He likes to get in there real quick. And he, this is uh, from what I'm hearing, um, he likes to get in there real quick and then he spends a long time in there. Can't get him out. So hopefully if he's, if he's subbed out at three quarter time, uh, He's got. He's got well, I hear. I hear stuff. it's because he's from the country, and they've got water restrictions up there. Still. So he, just, <laughs> he, yeah. he thinks it's unbelievable that you can have a, a, a thirty-minute shower down in the big smoke of Melbourne. So he's he's relishing it at the moment. Maybe he's filling up a few buckets, chucking them in the back of the ute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, potentially, that's what he's doing. The squid. Um, all right, mm. we'll move on. I've got. The bench. So my first person on the bench, and he's starting on the bench because I don't like him. It's Liam <laughs> Sherlock. Oh. And it's, for, it's for stealing my identity. Uh, <laughs> that's why he's starting on the bench. He's, and they, he, they think the option open that you could actually play two digs. So that, that's my point. That's it. But well, this is the thing. He's starting on the bench. He's no guarantee to get on the ground. <laughs> so uh, this is this could be my way of getting back at him. Um, just just. Starting on the bench there and potentially just, you know, yeah. Uh the next one is Butch. We've got oh, Butch. Yeah. Yes. So he's starting on the bench because we don't know if he's actually playing yet. Um, but we just keep hearing rumors that he is. So uh I'll start him on the bench and we'll just see what happens if he rocks up or not. And imagine him coming on after seven or eight minutes when the sting's gone out just a little yeah. bit and he's angry that he's been parked on the bench for <laughs> the first really little bit of the game. Player. Don't reckon yeah. he would have started on the bench too many times in his career. No. Um, Three Cowboys deep. <laughs> <laughs> the, next, the next person on the bench is Nam Nguyen from the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Impact player. An impact player. He's, he's, he'll go down forward just from... If you follow him on TikTok or Instagram, you'll see that he's down at the Oval every day practicing his bananas and snaps and whatever else. And and it's also for being too good that the umpires now have started shepherding and tackling him uh, yeah. down at the Panthers. So he gets in the team. My last, uh, he'll be he'll be he's a very handy guy to have on the bench too because with Alex Pelleschi in the team, you know he's coming off with an injury pretty early. <laughs> so you just slot Nam straight in to uh, to keep things moving. Playing first my, drop, good call. Yeah. My last bench player is is more of a super sub. Um, 
And this is because we don't know if he can actually run a, a full game out with his new needs. I talk to Peter Riley. <laughs> just had the new the bionic man yeah um so we'll, we'll bring him on just he he's also worried that he'll get too many kicks and injure it again um so if we just bring him on for one quarter um in the last quarter that can that can uh just look after the knee a little bit all yeah, right no, good. so that's good my 22 that's sorry also, is that from is that from the midway point of the year, are we doing a similar thing as the team of the decade where we, we start from round two to nine or something? <laughs> this, is, this is my team of the year up until this point and there'll be another one later in the year uh, when, I've, yeah. when I think enough time has passed, Rob. That <laughs> all right, all right. There's, there is some quality in that team. That, that would be but there's, tough I'm not finished. I'm not finished. There's still, oh. there's still, I've, got, I've got the coach. So. Oh, wow. The coach is Tom DeYoung. And oh, I had I had a bit of info sent to me during the week about. So we talked we talked a few weeks ago about the missing football gate. Um, <laughs> so, Bob, I know you were all over this, and Hawley as well. Someone handballed a foot. We hear it was who was it? Jared Rafa or? Yeah, yeah, Rafa. Um, was someone the, was the someone handballed a. a one of the senior footies over to one of the thirds who was starting training afterwards and yeah. that ball went missing. And, and Marty McMahon, director of coaching, went <laughs> berserk. He <laughs> couldn't believe that we'd lost the footy. Um, Deflated all the other balls or overinflated yeah. them, I should say. Is in, in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And so the ball was found in an electrical switchboard at the club, hiding where since found out it's come to my attention that the ball was in there Tom DeYoung placed it in there hoping to hide it for the season to be able to use oh. the training uh, <laughs> so that's where the ball wow. was found. He, he, he hit it in there he, with no intention to, to hand it back um, we've talked about Ryan games this year from the coaches yeah he, that, that takes the cake yeah, Tom's, well, he, a, he's a long term strategist it's, that's why he's the best coach in the business He's playing chess when the rest of us are playing checkers. Yeah. Well, well, he just pipped. He just pipped George Anderson for for coach. Um, just he was a little bit stiff to miss out on the coaching ranks there. But yeah, Tom DeYoung's coach. It's real like uh, Kevin Sheedy sort of antics from Tom DeYoung. Very eccentric. That's that's different. That's what we like. And, and very Dude. similar orator as well. I reckon. Tom yeah. True. Boys up. Just, just speaking of Kevin Sheedy and Tom DeYoung comparisons, uh, many of the probably older listeners out there might remember the day out at Windy Hill where Kevin Sheedy tied up the windsock so the other team couldn't figure out which way the wind was blowing. Tom DeYoung actually suggested ahead of a big game last season that we turn off the scoreboard so the other team don't know the score, <laughs> which, of course, we reminded him we have no idea what the score is either time. <laughs> so how are we supposed to know what's going on? So didn't go ahead with that one, but it's just the sort of lateral thinking that you get from the yeah, best coach. That's, that's someone I want as coach. I, couldn't you see? You could see Tom DeYoung just swirling the jacket after a big <laughs> win. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so he's going to be coach. And then because the, because we're lacking a few umpires um, around the leagues, I've organised a, be- a, a field and a boundary umpire. So Yeah, good call, good call. Our field umpire will be Simon Fisher. Yeah, yep. by far the fairest yeah. umpire of all time um, in Masnod history. So he will, um, you know, that he's not going to cheat. <laughs> that sounds like a legal retraction by Teague, <laughs> by the way. 
Fair <laughs> <laughs> statement then. <laughs> we, we, we did discuss his uncle, who was another umpire that umpired a thirds game the other week. So glad to hear Simon got the nod. Yeah, Simon's got the nod. That the boundary umpire is going to be um, our old mate, the boundary umpire that got run over by a car at Preston. <laughs> he's going to be. <laughs> he's our boundary umpire for this game. He, I'm, I've been assured that he will make a full recovery by that by that stage, and he's keen to get back out there. Um, oh yeah. He's going to be the boundary umpire for the game. So that's the that's comeback, my team. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not if we play at home. Springvale Road, this yeah. won't end well for him there. He can he can run he can run uh uh change room side, social room side of the ground. Then it then Keep it safe. Just got a car park there though. There's yeah. a car park. Well, hopefully they're going uh, slow enough that he won't have to worry about it. But um so that's my that's my team of the year so far. Any uh notable omissions or any criticism? Raise it now, otherwise the team's locked in. I had, uh, uh, for an assistant coach, Brad Kovac, after his very infamous <laughs> halftime, yes. trying to move the yes. magments yeah. around, move uh, PB to the side and uh, yep, try to say kick team. it to me. He's, oh, he's yeah. straight in. I'll add that that's in right now. That is I, re- cool. I, I reckon yes. Franny Pulesci would be feeling stiff not to be named coach as well. Franny is a player... Play coach only. He can't do one or the other. He's got to do both. And I couldn't squeeze him into the team uh, yet. Mind you, this is a yet. This this is subject to change by the end of the year. So um, you never know. He could sneak in if, if I'm thinking that we need another player slash assistant to help out. Anyway, I reckon guy I thought was a little stiff, but I understand why he missed out, was um, old Jamos Sotraro, who... Understand was a late omission with a foam roller related injury. Oh so, no! Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Yep. Done it again. Just the old too much time on the foam roller. It's ready to be stiff too for the seven minutes he's played this year. Been quality seven minutes. You think he might have got in? Yeah, yeah. It's an he, extended he injury a, list. They were both a chance. I did. I did think of them, but the team we've got a few injury uh, clouds over a few of these players already. So I mean, like Gus is is rucking uh, with. <laughs> With Mason, so. you've, you've named Damien McLeod is in a coma. <laughs> yeah, so we're struggling as it is. We could, we've just got to, um, couldn't put too many injured blokes in the team. I reckon by the end of the season, Stu Inglis will probably make his way into the team. I know he's, I've, I've been on this for a while. We know he's coming. Um, so he only needs to play the back nine and then he'll be in for sure, I'd say, and be ready for finals. So. Um, Mark my words. That, I'll keep that noted. He's got to show up, though. That's that's the, the thing at the moment. Let me think. I reckon Bridie... Bridie Charman. Bridie Charman. I reckon she she probably should um, get a call-up. She'd, you know, gone the whole preseason. that nah, nah, I'm not playing. And um, get some FOMO. Shows up one week, gets best on ground and straight into the one. So, you know, I reckon she's, she's probably earned a call-up in there. It is a very good good call. And, in fact, it's actually a really nice digs, if, if you're happy for us to move on, a really nice segue into our next topic. I'm happy which... to move on. Just can we can we sign that off? No, nothing else left? All right, the team's locked in. I'll send that into the VAFA. Um, <laughs> we'll organise a game for that team. Uh, it's maybe a very... Game before the last, the last team's announced. Very um, good. So, so, yeah, so I think that, that segues us nicely into... Into Rob, your section, the topic of the week, 
Yeah, absolutely. So as you allude to um, Bridie's limited preparation um, and the time of year that we're moving into at the moment with the uncertainty around the lockdowns and um, when we're going to play next, um, it made me think that, you know, when we've got an extended period off, um, it can be some see it as a, a mini preseason. Um, and some also can see it as an opportunity just to, to put the feet up for a little bit. So what I wanted to talk about here is just who are those players that will sort of relish the opportunity to take six weeks off and do nothing um, and then come back out and, and dominate when the games come around again? Because we've got a few players on our list and, and, and former players that used to relish that opportunity, you know, really back against the wall or back against the couch and um, come out and dominate on a Saturday after limited prep. A couple of guys come to mind um, from the get-go. Um, a guy that's been around the club for a little while, um, since 2012, and has a, a real disdain for training um, or the, the ball coming in high or the ball coming in low or the ball not coming in exactly on his chest. Um, that's Jimmy Egan. He's someone that usually rolls around <laughs> um, about round three and... Um, hasn't done a session since the previous season. So um, he's someone that a bit kicks goals. I think Deegs, you played with him this year, kicked a handful of goals in the yeah, couple he's of games. Goals. Played. He's played, I think he's played two games and not trained once so far. So he's, he definitely. Good ratio. And he's but kicked five or six goals as well. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He kicked, I think he kicked two and then he kicked three. Um, so yeah, a bit unlucky to, to not be in the team, but. I guess if you don't turn up to training. That's well, that's what happen. we're talking about. This is why this is a big opportunity for these guys maybe to really come into their own and maybe something that the coaches will think about at selection when we eventually do get to play again, um, coming off a low base. Um, you know, we, we saw it a couple of weeks ago with Matt Fewings um, jetting off to Port Douglas for a bit of sun, um, didn't do a session for a couple of weeks there, came out and kicked seven. Um couple of years ago, back in 2013, when we made it all the way to the grand final, um, our full back at the time, Chooker Oldman, didn't do one session for the season as he was playing in, uh, he was living in Albury at the time. So he'd come down for Saturdays and then back back he'd go on a Sunday and we wouldn't see him against the following week, but had a really good season and likes to tell people he made the team of the year on the back of that uh, routine. Gus Paddy a few years ago, um, when he was dodging, uh, when he wasn't dodging, infected feet from tanned um, tanning lotion. He, he spent the first half of a season in Ireland um, before coming back and winning a premiership. So the, the, the list is littered with guys that don't like training and coming out on the weekend and, and dominating. Anyone else you guys can think of that might be suited to this circumstance that we're in the moment, Hawley? It was uh, one that just sprung to mind was Michael Rice. I think it was... It would have been 2019. Remember he had his, like, it was announced yeah. he was retiring. Yes, he retired. He was, he, you know, <laughs> he, not that he stood up in front of the group, but he, he said, I've got to put the lab coat on and study. And he was basically retired. And then he just had the agreement, handshake agreement with the coach that all he had to do was rock up on a Saturday. So he just kept playing and didn't train. Sorted. That was amazing. The, the retirement. Into, he was, and then we didn't know he was coming until the next week and he, he got named and played and we thought he was done. Um, yeah, that's right. Had the lab coat and the Mazenod kit on underneath. It was great. <laughs> no, one, no one actually knew if he was going to rock up, I don't think. It was really, no. it was an unknown. Just turn up every week. 
Yeah, yeah, he, he had the beaker. He was drinking his water bottle was a beaker that week. I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> There's one we've got down in the threes who has not trained ever in his career. Steph Davis, I talk of. He's v- oh, VAFA yeah. strongest man. Has won about eight or nine league goal kicking awards. Never once turned up training. Just rocks up on Saturday, kicks snags, goes and back then, to the nightclub where he stands at the door and beats people up or whatever it is that he does. Well, if you're Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's a that's a big night on the circuit. You you can't be training when you yeah you be, Melbourne, be, can, you know safe and sound. No, that's right. Um, and and he, he rolls into most games, especially when we have the early games. Just comes straight from the nightclubs. Just you know takes the the old four oh five security tag off his black skin tight shirt and switches it up for a Mazino jumper and just I was going to ask if his security number matches his jumper number. I'd be really interested to know if they there's some synergy there. Interestingly he changes his security number every week, which I don't know what he's trying to sort of oh, hide from or avoid. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But he's uh he's I think he just runs the show these days. I don't think he does spends too much time on the door just pulling the strings out the back. But he has not trained ever and yet, you know Diggs, you're someone that last lockdown um, took it pretty easy and come back and, you know, um, as far as you've explained, dominated the reserves footy this year. So you've got any thoughts on anyone that adopted a similar approach? Well, uh, Cheesy comes to mind, Tom Patterson. We had to, he was, he said he was retired, um, but we managed to get him out of retirement for this season at least and playing some pretty good footy. I know he, he dominated his first couple of games in the twos, went away on holiday and then came down to the threes a uh, couple of weeks ago and, and dominated there as well, yeah. as well. So he's one that will, won't struggle without, without training. Um, Aidan Brent Oliver and Ben Gannon, notorious for missing preseason, rocking up week of, although to give a bit of credit, Aidan did do this preseason. So something's shifted in the mindset there. And it's working because he's he dominates he dominates Resi's footy every single week. So no doubt a call up coming incoming soon. And then my last that worries one, me. That worries me coming into this new phase where we we can't train. Um, that he's he's not going to be able to do his usual prep. Well, you like obviously dating a D'Angelo, so he'll be he's got one of the the coaches, if you will, of the the senior cohort um, around. That'll be whipping him into shape. Yeah, no that's My last one I want to bring up is, it's a bit of the opposite. This guy has come out of nowhere and he's get, been mentioned a few times um, the last couple of weeks. Matt McClellan. Uh, he, one preseason, decided to go absolutely nuts and get as fit as he ever could. You know, yes, he did. Yeah, he was session, Came to round, got to the week of round one, retired. So he did the opposite, um, which was which was really interesting, and did not play a game for the season. So interesting technique. Um, yeah. <laughs> Another one that pops to mind just quickly is Daniel Hayes. So he's someone that you you wouldn't suspect because he, he's quite a thin guy, but being a cricketer really comes late in the piece, um, late April, almost pushing May. Um, before he gets out on the park and but handles himself real well looks you know puts the long sleeves on probably disguise of the fact that he hasn't done a lot of conditioning and I don't know what, wearing a hat I don't know what Hazy's telling people because I play 
he, he doesn't play normal cricket anymore. He plays social cricket with me on a Sunday and we don't train. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, well, he's, uh, he's, he's doing some cricket training. Is he during midweek, Tuesday, Thursdays to miss preseason? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's taking to another level when you're, yeah. you don't, don't want to train that much. You've got a cover story. <laughs> I, I uh, without sort of going too much into people's private lives, but my understanding is that former uh, women's player Darcy Ward, who, who Daniel obviously dates, has a six months of the year only policy for football, just will not let him attend until sort of a date circled in the calendar in March or April it could even be. So um, I think it's more of a relationship thing than a cricket thing. And, and I don't think Hazy's too open Wanting to share that with with the rest of the club, so he, he uses the cricket excuse. So you will for him. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> it's only uh, yeah. <laughs> While we're on the topic, I'll throw another name out for the girls, and and um, there hasn't been, I suppose, it, it hasn't happened yet, but um, I know George Anderson keeps keeps the boots in the car, and and she's got oh. the long sleeve packed in there she's waiting for a moment that the reserves don't have enough players so she can strap those boots up and run into full forward again so we're hoping they'll it'll it'll come at least once this round uh, all this season so we'll see how we go surely she's just biding her time and she'll just you know finals yeah semi-final grand final just oh you know sorry i'm gonna have to drop eight of you I've uh, I've got to play this week. Well, the plan the plan was always that she'd she'd run out there with um, Blair on her first game after ACL. But Blair's been playing um, amazing footy and has been in the ones the whole season. So Mm -hmm. George is using that as her excuse at the moment not to run out there. But um, I reckon we'll we'll get her in there at least once this year. I love her strategy. Like, there's nothing better than hiding in plain sight by being a coach. So you're actually on it. At training, but you've never trained, so you're, you're getting <laughs> getting the best of both worlds. There's there's one drill she she jumps in on every time. And that's the the five point handball drill. She's she always jumps in on that one. You can you can you can lay some nice um, bumps in that in the five star if you work your angles right. So, and if you if you're trying not to get too much work in, you've got to run about six meters from one end to the other. So it's a pretty easy one to to just ease yourself in through. Uh, let's move on. We've, um, I don't know how we've so, somehow filled this amount of time despite the fact that we've had nothing to talk about. But uh, the the last segment, and of course, always the most anticipated, is the weekly whispers. Um, I know with a credentialed journalist on the podcast tonight, we're going to get some good ones. Um, Cass, because you've obviously got sources all over the place for the blog. Do you want to kick us off? Um, whispers. Well, you know, um, we've we've had the um, Josh has posted the training schedule for COVID, the lockdown, um, which has recently come out, and the girls are definitely ramped up their training. Um, there's a lot of um, posts going on with with girls showing showing all the hard work they're doing. So it's going to be interesting when we get back to see see what shape we all come back in and whether um, you know a week hard on the running is going to going to change in anything but I know Claude's in a in her podcast appearance gave us a bit of a 
uh, bad rap with our fitness. So that's definitely Ooh, that's definitely been a target for the coaches the last couple of weeks. And um, I think there are a few girls on the sidelines now after after um, some hard running blocks of um, put a bit too much work in the legs. So we'll see what shape we come back in. But look, I'm I'm like what Deeg said earlier. We're definitely excited for Adele to to finally clunk one of her one of her um, high flying marks. So that's definitely, I think, something we're looking forward to. This week, <laughs> if we play, <laughs> this is the week. Uh, Deeg's, you got anything for us this week? Yeah, I got a whisper sent to me this week, um, which was which was very nice because usually I got to make something up. Uh, maybe <laughs> I maybe have to make something up, um, but this is this is fact. It's something we've talked about. It's something that I brought up actually already, but I wanted to save my announcement for the whispers. So we've talked about it all year that Butch is going to make a comeback. Um, the the whisper that I've heard is that. It is confirmed he has bought blue and white shorts through the nod. Uh, the oh, you hate the website. The website. It's confirmed wow. he bought some shorts. Um, obviously, now we're in a lockdown, uh, which you know we all likely to be extended. So we don't know how many games we're going to miss. But hopefully, there's a bit of. Hopefully, he's not just buying them just for to wear around the house on a Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, the, the blue and white shorts means that he's he's planning some sort of comeback. Well, my whisper is from a similar department. So my whisper is that we've got a very skilled property steward at Mazenod, or, or even a property um, family. And my understanding is that there is some negotiations going on behind the scenes at the moment um, with Pfizer and also Moderna, to get a club set of vaccinations um, so we can get out in the training a little bit earlier um, than the opposition. So there's some negotiations going on at the moment that the club might get their hands on um, either the Moderna, which is not currently FDA approved. Um, but, yeah, watch this space. We got we got the Founders Day jumpers organised very smoothly, so I reckon I'm not – I would be surprised if they pull this off. The last team that started self-administering um, <laughs> ended up they're still they're only just sort of getting out of out of it uh, at, at the moment we're not talking so about peptides know. we're talking about uh, COVID-19 <laughs> vaccinations oh um, is that what you're talking about Rob because what would you rather <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did notice the weapon wandering around but now Rob I'm, I'm all for it and you can let the powers that be know that there's three less that they don't need to order because Scotty Veltman myself and Sammy Reid We've all had our two injections in the oh, over 50s group, 50s. so we're, yeah. we're, all, we're all good. Let's go. Great. Awesome. I did have a whisper as well uh, that I did a little bit of digging for it, but when it appeared, I was, I was blown away by how excited uh, I would be to say this. But apparently this is uh, a few of the boys went out for some, some Palmers just before this latest lockdown. And um, all the boys have ordered Palmer's and one Liam Sherlock has ordered himself a cheese platter. (laughs) (laughs) He's ordered himself a little bit of brie, a little bit of camembert, a hard cheddar, a few little biscuits. And that's all I've heard. And it's it's rumour is fact. So 
Yeah. He was pretty happy with himself after the Nodcast dropped last week. So he was treating himself to a cheese board. That's awesome. <laughs> Now, I'm tipping. It, I'm tipping. There's a there's a bit of red with it. I'm sure as well. He wouldn't have oh, had a, have had, a, had beer. There's nothing wrong with a good cheese platter too. There's that is. Um, what pub did he go to to order a cheese platter? I, I'm, all I'm, I'm not too sure. Not too sure. Maybe it's a redhead thing. Oh, you changed things. <laughs> you banished me for ordering a steak at Palmer Night, and now you're happy with cheese oh, boards and red. Surely he didn't just buy. Surely he ordered Palmer too. Or was that or, or his dinner just, was the cheese board? Uh, I oh, believe it was just the cheese board. That, that changed things. That's <laughs> interesting. I thought it might have been a, a, a little entree. A little hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's tough, that's tough to that, talk. That's, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good on him. I, I reckon that that's it. where we end it. I don't reckon yeah, we're we're going to get any that. better than that. So might just call it there. Thanks, uh, thanks very much, Cass, um, for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you and, and good luck for the rest of the season. You guys are doing some pretty good things down there. So if you are going to retire, which we're pretty sure you won't, um, you'll, you might be able to go out with a bit of success. Yeah, we're looking we're looking good at the moment. And um, I think like some of the other girls have said on the podcast, we're not allowed to use the F word, um, but we're, we're tracking pretty, pretty well. So we're pretty excited um, going into the second half of the season now to see what we can do. And there's been a couple of games that we've, you know, had some tough losses um, in and we're looking forward to getting up and about and um, I suppose showing them that we're, we're a bit better than we may have been the last time we played them. So it's looking good. Should be good. We'll be watching with great interest. And Hawley, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, just Great to see the Puma footy boots in the background on the shelf behind you. That didn't go unnoticed. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So just taking an uh, hour and a half for you to say that. No, no, I've just been just been waiting for you to. You know, I thought your whisper was going to be, "Oh, we've got a promo on, you know, Product blue placement. boots this weekend or something, twenty percent off." Um, hey, I might have so. to start using that. Now, thanks for having us. It's been uh, great fun. Look after Good yourself and, and Robin Deeds. Thanks, uh, thanks as always. We'll uh, we'll hopefully get some good positive news in the next few days about the COVID situation and return to footy. But uh, in the meantime, stay safe, everybody. Thanks for that, Steve. We've got the list to pull it off if we come back um, in a rush. So not too worried. We do. I mean, I mean, what, what, you know, what more could you ask for in lockdown? Just sit around at home, buy yourself from Toyota, good for footy raffle tickets and uh, kick back and listen to the Plan your impact performance. Exactly right. All right. Thanks, guys. All the best and speak to you all soon. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah.